Welcome into the Deep Slam Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get into it. It's week five. We've got a great podcast. I've got Will Anderson Jr., the Texans' number three overall pick. He is hilarious and oh so entertaining, and boy, is he fun to watch on the field. I had a sit-down with Will Anderson, and also he is going to face Bijan Robinson. So we talked to him a little bit about that. And the Atlanta Falcons, and I've got for that, we go behind enemy sidelines with D. Orlando Ledbetter, and uh, he is the premier beat writer for the Falcons there for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're going to talk about all of that, but first... Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, first up, let's talk to Will Anderson Jr. And if you're listening to my podcast last week, I got a new set. It looks amazing. You can go to YouTube. You can watch it. So in the end of the interview, he signs the wall. But uh, if you want to see the visual version, you can check it out there. But you know what? The content is fantastic. The vibes are immaculate, as the kids say, even in the podcast form, because I talked to Will Anderson about meeting Adele. We got him to sing a little bit. We talked about his love of thrift store shopping. Which other teammates like to shop at thrift stores? The answer might surprise you. And how does he find his size? I have all these burning questions for Will Anderson. Oh, and we talked some football, too, because if you noticed, he had blocked a field goal uh, a few weeks ago against Jacksonville, nearly blocked one the week before against Indy. I talked to him about how he practices that, and does it hurt your hand when you block a field goal? The answer may surprise you. We've got lots of random odds and ends that we cover with Will Anderson. He was just such a joy to chat with. I cannot emphasize how much fun he is to talk to in a one-on-one setting, so I'm excited to bring you that. So you know what? Without further ado, let's get right into it on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Will Anderson, number three overall pick. Got the first quarter of the season under your belt. First of all, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing good. It's going great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, but it's been a blessing. It's been fun so far. I'm just ready to see what else the season holds for us. I'm uh, wearing my New Balance shoes. I dug these up because you've got a New Balance deal. I didn't even peep. Okay, I, know, then. I, wore, I, I was like, I have some New Balance somewhere. <laughs> Congrats on that. I just saw the announcement came out, what, like uh, a week or two ago? Yes. Okay, so how did that come about? Are you just like, it's an it's an interesting choice of brands, yes. I would say. Well, I'm all about being different. So, like, I just feel like, you know, most guys, you know, they go with Nike or somebody else. And I'm always talking about going this different route. And also, like, New Balance is on the beliefs and values that I have for, you know, myself and my family and being in the community and everything like that. And just being innovative, and that's something that they've been doing really well, you know, just innovating new things, like new fashions, new designs, and I'm all for it. So I was really excited to be partners with them and try to, you know, come up with the cleat, and then they, like, have us, like, making our own cleats, own designs, own cleats, on everything like that, just being hands-on. So it's really exciting and really fun. It's like what's old is new again, because I remember when New Balance was really in. I mean, I'm a little bit showing my age here and now it's new again and you I was reading this great story in the athletic about how you're super into thrift store shopping yes so you do like old is new again so okay so how did you get into thrifting and what do you think about the thrift scene in Houston yeah so it originally started with my grandmother um her name was uh, Betty Childs and at first I just used to go to like play, get all the old toys and everything like that but then as I got older I was like hold on like they got some good pieces in here and then, like, me and my friends just used to go all the time and, like, get, like, all types of, like, vintage jackets, vintage pants and stuff like that. 
And what's really cool is like New Balance, their shoes, it goes perfect with like it all does. the boot, yeah. like boot cut pants and everything like that, like the baggy <laughs> look. So it's really fun and exciting just to, you know, adventure around different like lanes of clothing and different like lanes of like other brands, you know, that can connect with New Balance really well. Okay, but is it not hard to find your size in a thrift store? Like sizing is already tricky and then you're not, you know, an average size guy. You're huge. So how do you find your size? So I'll go for the oversized look. Okay. So I always like try to go over, over yeah, over yeah. oversized. Uh-huh. So like it's never really easy to find like a straight thirty eight. So sometimes I have to go up to like a forty or forty two. Oh, okay. And, and you get like, it taken in? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I and I read that you also take some some of your teammates also like thrifting. Who else do you think is big into that scene? Yeah, all of them. Um I went with who is that I went with that one day? Dang. No, it wasn't one of my teammates. It was one of my friends that came. But I know a couple. I seen Sting at one of the thrift stores that he was there. Okay. He likes thrifting. Derek Stingley, uh-huh. Yeah, he likes thrifting. I seen him I heard there. CJ likes to thrift. CJ likes to thrift, too. Okay. But the time I went was with one of my, my friends from back home. But I know, like, I seen CJ there and CJ. I mean, CJ and Sting there as well. Okay. Which city do you think has got a great thrift store scene? I got to say Georgia, of course. Georgia, but, really? Okay. But Houston... Has a lot of great thrifting uh, stores here, like Thrifted Threads is one that you probably read that uh-huh, I, yeah. that I've been to. Um, but it's some other ones like I was like, oh wow, like y'all got a lot of vintage stuff in here. Uh-huh. I'll be back on one of these off days. Really? Yeah. Okay, and you find some good stuff. Yeah, a in lot the of great stores? stuff. Yes. So is that what you were on game day, or do you buy your stuff? Seems pretty high fashion too. <laughs> I don't think you're finding those at thrift stores. So the outs- like, what's your what's your fashion aesthetic like? My fashion aesthetic is just. Really calm, cool, and collected. I don't really like being really flashy, but I feel like sometimes some of the old stuff is flashy to me. Like what my flashy is versus what somebody else flashy is is really different. I kind of just like, I like cutoff shirts a lot. The outfit that you see me wear um, this past Saturday, I got like five more shirts just like that. (laughs) And I have some other brands like Dior and stuff like that that's cut off too. I mean, for me, it's really just what I feel comfortable in. You know what I'm saying? Like what I want to wear. All right. So you look really comfortable showing up to the game. You're obviously very comfortable in the game. Let's talk about the first few games of the season. I mean, you blocked a field goal, (laughs) which is amazing. It seemed like you could have had two blocked field goals. (laughs) What about that? Like, Drew Doherty was in here earlier, and he said, you got to ask Will, did that hurt blocking the field goal? And I was like, I didn't even notice what part of your body. Was it your hand, your wrist? Like, How did you even block it? Everybody keeps saying that. It didn't hurt. Like, surprisingly, I thought it was. Because we was, like, coming, like, the preparation that whole week. We was like, oh, we're going to block a field goal. We know. Really? Okay. And, like, we didn't, like, I didn't get my hands on in practice, and I never got my hand on the field goal. But I was like, the force of this ball, I wonder how it's going to feel. And, honestly, it just felt like I was playing volleyball. I just went out there and smacked <laughs> it down. But I also think it was, like, the adrenaline, too. So, like, I probably, probably didn't feel yeah. nothing. You didn't have any bruises or any pain afterwards? No, no? I was fine. When did you learn that that was a skill set that you had, that you were able to, to jump up and block field goals like that? It probably started when I used to have to go practice with my sisters at volleyball practice. Really? Okay. So you would try to block their shots, or were you actually playing with them? <laughs> I was actually playing with them. It was okay. fun, yeah. Okay. And what about just the first four games? Like, have you had your welcome to the NFL moment? You've played some pretty big names so far. Yeah, um, a few times. You know, it's a part of the game. You know, you get a shot here and there, you know, saying that somebody block you here and there. But, like, I feel like Coach D'Amico does a really good job with the intensity of practice making sure that we're really prepared going into a game, knowing how fast we need to play, how physical we need to be. And then plus just being in Alabama, you know, practice was very physical there. So the transition from Alabama to the league, it's kind of just, it's been like an easy transition. You know what I'm saying? Like 
guys are way bigger, you know what I'm saying? But the physicality is always going to be the physicality, you know what I'm saying? So I just got to give a big shout out to the coaching staff and plus the players that we have here that just want to keep getting better, they want to have that intensity every day in practice, knowing that it's going to make us better on Sunday. Yeah, you were you were leader of the locker room at Alabama. You were captain. Now you're captain here. I wonder, is what is that like as a rookie when you're the team? I mean, obviously you and C.J. Stroud, yeah. but you know, what is it like when you're a rookie, but you're a captain, you're a leader, but yet you're still kind of young? Yeah. You know, what is that dynamic like in the locker room? Man, it's 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 honestly great. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, you're a little nervous sometimes because you got vets that's probably been in the league like ten years, and then you have a rookie that haven't even played a snap of football yet, but yet he's a captain. But I think it's just about the preparation and how hard you work every day and. When guys see that, when guys see a humble guy, a guy that works hard every day, a guy that doesn't complain, that's hungry, that, you know, wants it, you know, I think they just respect them, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just that level of respect in the locker room, man. But I see it as like everybody being leaders, you know, that, yeah, I got to see on my chest, but everybody leads in a different way and everybody does a good job of, you know, making sure that everybody's doing what they need to do, like holding each other accountable. Um, one thing, like I said today, was like a match me thing. It's the same thing that we used to say at Alabama and like, We've been doing a really good job of just matching each other's energy mm. out on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody yeah, being on top that. of everything. So it's been fun to watch and fun to be a part of. One of the first things I learned about you was that your nickname was the Terminator and that you just have this like transformation when you're on the field. And like sitting here talking to you, you're just like so chill. We're just talking about thrift <laughs> store shopping and like all this fun stuff. But when does that transformation take place for you? Because I heard you are relentless on the yeah. field. In fact, D'Amico Ryan's during OTA said we almost have to hold Will back like he's so intense but for you personally when does it when do you go from this Will to that Terminator is it like what part of game day gets you into that mindset really just as soon as it's like that helmet and shoulder pads get on even when I walk in and do it it's just a switch that goes like it's business time you know what I'm saying everything that you've put in through the whole week leading up into this moment like it's time to go put it on display and go you know go out there and play ball go out there and and, you know, do your job for your, not only yourself, but for your teammates and for this whole team. So that's just kind of the, the switch that gets flipped. I got to go out there and do a job, not only for me, not only for what I got going on, but for the dude beside me because he's counting on me to do my job. And I'm not going to go out here and, you know, not do my job. You know what I'm saying? So that's all the things that go through my head. Like, yeah, I got to go ball for this dude right here because I know he's going to give me everything he got. And that's that switch that flips for me. So have you ever met the real Terminator? Have you ever met Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. But you're, you've got his nickname and you got a chain. Uh, one <laughs> I feel like that has to happen. One celebrity that you have met, and I was super jealous this offseason. You know who I'm going to say? You're laughing. Who, who do you think I'm going to say? Adele? Yes. <laughs> All right. She's seen, I felt like, I don't know who's the, I don't know if you're the bigger Adele fan or she's the bigger Willie Anderson fan. It seemed like she was uh, like a really a big fan of yours at the Lakers game. Can, what happened? How did you guys meet? I mean, she was just so down to earth. Just great spirits, great energy. She's just an awesome human being. Like, it's, you know, like usually like, oh, well, we don't know celebrities, but she was very welcoming. She just had the biggest did smile. Did she come on her up face. to you no, or did I you went go up to her? her. I went okay, over to you her. went up to her. Yes. And you are a big Adele fan? A little bit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I and know you a lot of her songs. Yeah, of course. Okay. And um, I, I saw, set the scene. I have to know how this happened. I saw okay, for so her. what happened? You're at the <laughs> Lakers game, you guys are courtside. Yes. And I was with the people from my agency and we walked over there so they can let me meet Adele. And I went over there to meet her, and, like, we just started talking. You know, we were just getting to know each other, whatever, like that. And What I did you guys talk about? We were just talking about, like, life and stuff like okay, that. Like nothing like detail. Like, okay, nothing too crazy. Just like, hey, I'm Will. I play for, you know, the Texans and everything like that. And the reason why she was smiling that hard in the picture, actually, is because I was singing. Right, right before that, I had sung, like, two songs of hers. 
in to her, her? Ear. yes to her what did you sing uh i saw <laughs> I, I saw rolling in the deep and then i had a song uh my little love on her new album that she just dropped and like it just cracked her well up. you know what i'm gonna ask now <laughs> you can you you've got to sing one of those I want to know what made her smile so big because I'm obsessed with Adele. <laughs> Will's like, I did not know this is where this was going. Just a little bit. Like, I have, I won't look at you if that makes you less nervous. Uh, okay. Um, rolling in the D. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just so tickled. Oh, that's fantastic. I was so jealous of you, but so happy for you. I've, I've seen Thank her in concert. You. She's amazing. Another guy that you met, J.J. Watt, this past mm-hmm. week. So yeah. what was that like? Were you starstruck? Was it what was what was it like just meeting him for the first time? Well, that wasn't my first time meeting him. It I, wasn't. Yeah, he's been. I met J.J. a couple of months back when he you was did. here. Oh, okay. And we exchanged. Well, Burke sent me his information. Matt Burke, defensive yep. coordinator. Uh-huh. Yes. And um, man, like he's been a great mentor for me. And whatever I need, like I sent him clips of film, anything like that, he always helps me with. So just having a guy like J.J. Watt, man, it's like I don't take that for granted at all. It just goes back to show you like how these people are just so down to earth and willing to help. I'm just so appreciative because he could be doing anything. Like he's retired. He could be doing anything he wants right now. But like he's spending time talking with me, helping me, and everything like that. And, like, he came to talk to the team before we had played the Steelers. Right. And one thing I really just took away from that was, like, don't take this moment for granted. And, like, God has put so many, like, great blessings in my life and great people in my life and surrounded me by great men and women in my life. And to have somebody like J.J., man, it's just been such a blessing because he's a awesome person. And I just can't thank him enough for everything that he's done for me so far. I mean, it just seems like yesterday that he was starting out in the league. I mean, when I started here, he was so young in his career. And to see him going up in the Ring of Honor, uh, it's just crazy. But he said that he asked you if you had any questions for him, mm-hmm. and you didn't have any questions for At him. Time, so, yes. do you have you come up with your questions? Do you know what you want to ask him, or do you feel like you'll just d- go play by play? No, I've been asking him questions. You I've have been, been. Yeah, we've been okay. texting it. I've been asking him questions about everything. So we good. We. We good. Now. We're good. Okay. We're good now. Um, and then what about Sunday? You guys are playing the Falcons. Are mm-hmm. you playing some really good rookies this year yeah. so far? And you got Bijan Robinson coming yes. up. I know you guys probably hung out a little bit probably throughout the draft process, but what's going to be the big challenge here? You guys got a two-game win streak. You want to obviously keep that rolling. You know, what are the challenges for Sunday's game? Honestly, the challenge is for us is just stay consistent, and it's all about us at the end of the day and what we do. You know what I'm saying? If we just go out there and we do our job and we have great preparation throughout the week, then we, we can have the same results on Sunday. So I think it just falls back on everybody just playing their technique, playing the defense, playing the offense, and going out there executing what the coaches ask us to do. All right. Can't wait to see it. Well, thank you so much. And would you mind signing our wall? Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. There's a Sharpie. Just sign. You can sign next to Tank or anywhere else. Awesome. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you. I appreciate Best you guys. Best luck rest of the season. Thank you. Great stuff from Will, and he's just been such a joy to have in the building, on the field. He's a team captain, and after that week one game, uh, I saw the stat. I'm sure you did too. Per next-gen stats, his six quarterback pressures were the most by a rookie in week one since Nick Bosa and Josh Allen did it in 2019. And he had six defensive stops. Those were tied for the most by rookie edge rusher in week one since that stat was tracked. So he's got a sack. 
He had nearly a fumble recovery for a touchdown last week, blocked field goal, and uh, becomes the first Texan to block a field goal since Justin Reed did it in week six versus the Titans in 2020. And Justin Reed was not a rookie in 2020. So that just goes to show you how much talent Will Anderson has and how much he can do both on the defense and on special teams. So cannot wait to see what he does on Sunday at Atlanta. And I had a chance to catch up with D. Orlando Ledbetter. We talked some Falcons and what's going on with them. They won in weeks one and two, put up 24 and 25 points against Carolina and Green Bay. But the last two weeks, ooh, they lost to Detroit at Detroit and they lost to Jacksonville in London and they only put up six and seven points in the last two weeks. So the offense has really struggled. They've got some quarterback questions. Will it be Desmond Ritter? Will it be Taylor Heineke? Well, for Sunday's game against the Texans, it's going to be Desmond Ritter. And they've got so many offensive weapons. So a lot of questions surrounding that offense, but the defense is playing pretty well right now. So we had a chance to go behind any sidelines and find out all about this 2023 Falcons team. We're going behind enemy sidelines and joining me this week, D. Orlando Ledbetter. He covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. First of all, you and I have talked many times over the years. How many, what season is this for you covering the Falcons, D.? Yeah, it's, uh, I started in 08. Well, I actually started in 05 as a backup and took over as the main beat guy in 08 uh, when Steve Weiss left to go to the NFL Network. And uh, so I've been holding it, holding it down since the start of the Coach Mike Smith era. You've been holding it down for a long time. So let's talk about these Falcons in 2023. They went from the 2-0 and darlings to 0-2. A lot of questions in recent weeks. So they're the opposite of the Texans coming off a two-game win streak. How surprised are you? They're at 2-2, two and two, but how surprised are you with where the Falcons are and what's been the biggest surprise so far through four games? Yeah, I, I thought they kind of would be 2-2 two and two at this point. And, uh, you know, that they just had so much change over the offseason, a rebuilt defense, uh, a new quarterback, and, uh, you know, some new weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So I knew that was going to take some time to get going. But um, the defense is doing much better than you would think with so many new starters. And the offense is, is not doing as well as you would have thought with the quarterback struggling and uh, all of the weapons not firing off right now. Yeah, let's talk about the quarterback situation because uh, Desmond Ritter will start in week five. And I saw that Arthur Smith was asked a lot about it earlier in the week. So what's been the biggest difference in Ritter's performance from the first two weeks to the last two weeks? Well, you know, the first two weeks they were able to run the ball and check the ball down and, uh, you know, throw short passes. And in the last two weeks on the road in Detroit and in, in London, they pretty much just manned up and uh, ganged up in the box on the run and dared the Falcons to throw the ball down the field. And Desmond Ritter hasn't been able to make them pay down the field, uh, underthrowing a couple balls, missing a couple balls, uh, and so forth. The accuracy down the field passing, you know, hasn't been there. So that, that has led to struggles on the offensive side of the ball. Well, the Falcons are back at home, but they've had a, a long road stretch coming back from London this week. So they're coming off a long trip and it's a loss. What's really been the focus around this Falcons team this week? Yeah, they've just been uh, focusing on getting back to practice and trying to put together good practices right now. They're trying to, um, you know, they got four games. They know what's worked. Uh, they know what hasn't worked. And uh, they want to do more of the stuff that's worked. It's real simple. 
You know, B. John Robinson's been great. So probably see some more of him. Johnu Smith has been open. Kyle Pitts is not 100%. Drake London and Mac Hollins haven't uh, been able to fire off in the passing game either. So, you know, they want to practice the things that they've been successful at and uh, then try to build on that and move forward. So, you know, kind of tapering down what they've been do, trying to do and do, you know, what's been working and uh, try to put together more than a couple series at a time. Yeah, you a lot to unpack there. And you mentioned Bijan Robinson. A lot of people in Texas uh, know him very well. They'll be facing him for the first time as a rookie now. The Texans mm-hmm. will. What's really impressed you? He's put up some good numbers despite uh, even the wins and the losses. But what's impressed you most about the rookie running back through the first four games? Yeah, well, you know, the football was there and uh, the football ability. Uh, so that that wasn't a surprise. You knew he could play. We saw him play against Alabama last year. So it was, can you transfer to the pro game? Sometimes players are not mature enough to do that or learn the playbook. So he's been able to do that. And it's just calm demeanor that he expected to be here. He expected to be great. And, uh, you know, looks like a kid that has some really good home training, very respectful and kind young man. Uh, and it's easy for, you know, fans to root for guys like that. But he's been able to – he's been a class act about everything, and he's been able to play it, put it on the football field too. Have you tried his Bijan Bijan, Bijan A's? What is it, the, B, the Bijan Dijon mayonnaise? Have you tried that? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't. I'm aware. I'm aware, but I haven't uh, tried it yet. Sounds like something I want to, uh, you know, take to the next grill out and sample <laughs> I heard it tastes like touchdowns. Um, all right. What about Kyle Pitts? Because, you know, there's a lot of expectations around the third year tight end, but you mentioned it. He's sort of dealing with the knee injury and he's not really putting up the numbers. So what do they sort of expect for him moving forward this year? Yeah, um, that was kind of strange. Uh, you know, medial collateral uh, knee surgery. The coach kind of saying, yeah, he's clearly not as fast as he was his rookie year. Kyle's been kind of standoffish and short with his answers. He doesn't want to come out and contradict his coach. But, you know, most athletes don't want to say, hey, I'm hurt. You know, it looks like they're making an excuse. So it's clear he's not 100%, but they, uh, you know, he's been playing, though. So if if they run him out there, then he's uh, closer to it than um, 100% than he was. I don't know. I, I, I thought on some routes. I thought I saw him maybe not running uh, as hard as he had in the past. I don't know if he was jogging or he didn't think he was getting the ball or, uh, you know, it was one pass up the sideline where he just kind of just kept running. You know, the ball was – it wasn't properly thrown, but, I mean, he should have been fighting to the ball, not just giving up on the play. Yeah, we talked about a lot of offensive firepower for the Falcons. So, aside from, like, Bijan Robinson, who's really put up the numbers – is there one when all things are firing correctly? Is there one that really keeps you think should keep defensive coordinators up at night? Who do you think is the most dangerous weapon for the Falcons right now? Yeah, it's it's Robinson. You know, Drake London's been able to get open too. But yeah, if you get some time, all, all of them been open. It's just matter whether they can hit it or not. But yeah, they're there, but you haven't seen them uh, execute them. All right, what about this Falcons defense? Because, you know, they added some players around A.J. Terrell and Grady Jarrett. They're ranked seventh overall through four games. So where have you seen the most improvement? I know a lot of changes on the defensive side for the Falcons, but where do you see where have you seen the biggest improvement, the biggest changes for them? 
Yeah, up in the front seven, uh, they've been able to stop the ball with uh, David Ayumata, who they signed in free agency to play next to Grady Jarrett. Bud Dupree started up there. And, uh, you know, Calais Campbell is playing 60% of the snaps. So the fact that they had a, a good front and linebacker Caden Ellis and Nate Lemon have been able to fill uh, the gaps to stop the ball in the run game. So once you get that taken care of, then, you know, you have some options on third down and so forth. And that's why they're ranked seventh. But those are the guys up front that, you know, the Falcons know they needed to fortify the top of that defense, and they've been able to do so. R.D., what are some of the storylines you're working on heading into Sunday's game against the Texans? Yeah, well, you know, they made a big trade for uh, Jeff Okuda. Uh, he was the uh, number three overall pick with the Lions, and uh, they picked him up for a, a, a fifth-round pick. He started his first game last week. Big cornerback that'll give you some options uh, on whether you could play man or um or, or more man and get aggressive and go attack, um, you know, the young quarterback. We got another story on uh, B. John Robinson, and, you know, he's on pace for 1,900 yards and 306 wow. touches. So can you put more on his plate? Or is that too much? So so that's one. And then, you know, our coach here has been real patient, and it's, he's a third-year, first-time coach. He talks about, I don't want to jerk the wheel and, you know, run us off the road. But, you know, can you – you know, with Desmond Ritter with six touchdowns and um, 45 possessions, you know, you probably can't stay with uh, with him unless that scoring efficiency increases. So, you know, we want to look at his decision-making process as a uh, first-time head coach and how he's been patient in the past and uh, how he's handling uh, that big decision to what to do as, the, you know, they, uh, you know, move uh, Desmond Ritter into the quarterback position. All right, good stuff. D. Orlando Ledbetter covers the Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. D, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for the insight. All right, thank you, Deepa. Have a great weekend and uh, uh, good luck this season. Noon kickoff, Texans at Atlanta. It will be televised on CBS. You can also check it out on Sports Radio 610. And of course, we are going to have all the coverage on HoustonTexans.com. So uh, if you like this podcast, be sure to hit like, subscribe, leave me a review. And we're trying things a little bit different, combining enemy sidelines and the deep slant into one podcast. I did a few years ago. So that, that way you get a nice, big, chunky podcast every single week. You don't have to fish around for another one. So hope you're liking the podcast. Hope you're liking the interviews. Leave me a review and be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com and hey, subscribe to our YouTube page as well because the interviews live there too. So that's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.